Well, the timing on this conversation is pretty interesting. Our friend Congressman Darren LaHood's on the phone. Hey, Darren, good morning to you. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Good to be with you, Greg and Dan. So I'm looking at, uh, looking at here back uh, a couple of weeks ago on the 24th of January, uh, Speaker McCarthy uh, put you on the Select Committee, a House Select Committee on China. And then we wake up this morning to find out about this spy balloon or whatever. I've never even heard of such a thing uh, that we have identified as a, a China uh, product uh, over our country. Uh, first of all, tell us what uh, you can about that. And second, uh, what what is our what what is our strategy with China? Well, a uh, couple things. Uh, I'll get to the balloon in a second. Okay. Uh, but I'm I, I was very honored to be appointed to the Select Committee on China, and and a couple things to be aware of. So this was one of the first bills that new Speaker McCarthy put on the House floor to create the Select Committee on China. It's a very small committee. It's going to be eleven Republicans, nine Democrats. When we voted on it, over 100 Democrats supported it on, on the House floor because there's a recognition in a bipartisan way that we have to do something different about China. That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two, I also serve on the Intelligence Committee. Uh, make no mistake about it. China has a plan to replace us, and they're working at it every single day, whether that's uh, taking over our economy, whether it's national security issues, whether it's trade issues, whether it's technology issues, whether it's diplomatic issues. Uh, and the quicker that we realize that, uh, the better off we're going to be. But and, and let's make no mistake about it. The, the Chinese Communist Party presents generational challenges that are going to impact everything in our country. And so that's why we put this together. The last point that I would make on this, too, Greg and Dan, is let's also remember the adversary that China is. Putin's number one ally in the war with Ukraine is China. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, uh, Xi Jinping calls it an unbreakable bond. And so uh, for all of those reasons, we set up this committee. And I don't look at this as a Republican or Democrat issue. It's an American issue. And so that's why we set up the committee. Uh, it's going to be led in a very bipartisan way. And, and we're going to come up with policy uh, provisions on from an economic standpoint, from a national security standpoint, from a technology standpoint to make sure America is best positioned. You know, uh, Darren, one of the best weapons we have is economics. And you can't get really a a good handle on where China's economics are. But a lot of experts said they're walking a thin line. They are an aging society. Uh, They can't keep up with, uh, you know, um, between fossil fuels and green energy. They just can't keep up with their economy. Uh, and they said if we really squeeze them economically, that's probably the best way to confront them. Well, I don't disagree with it. That's going to be a big part of our special committee, Dan, and I'm glad you mentioned it. But you're right. They have a systemic problems. They have demographic problems. They still have huge problems with COVID. They're over-leveraged with uh, all the property and, and all the infrastructure they've built. Uh, and you can't, you know, they're very deceitful in terms of, uh, you know, uh, giving information on what their economics are in terms of their debt. But if you look, Dan, at our like-minded allies in the Indo-Pacific region, Japan, South Korea, Indonesia, Philippines, Australia, they are craving our leadership, Dan, and we ought to be using our economic leverage, particularly on the trade side. We ought to create a, a trading block over there. And frankly, the Biden administration hasn't done that the last two years, but that's what we ought to focus on. So that'll be a big part of this is, 
we ought to write the rules of the road for the Indo-Pacific trade uh, region and, and, uh, and lead there. I think that will be helpful also. Well, I thought Obama had a good idea with the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, to build an economic trading block surrounding China. And if they wanted to get in, there's a lot of things they had to do, including, you know, stop stealing our property, uh, you know, uh, spying on our companies. Is there any uh, talk about bringing back some form of the TPP? Absolutely. Now, the TPP was not perfect, but we ought to take out of that what what could be beneficial in the framework um, and, and use that. Uh, but, but you're right in terms of uh, China plays by a different set of rules and standards than every other industrialized country in the world. And they've gotten away with it, Dan. Uh, and so there has to be consequences to that. And the way you do that is you set up some form of TPP uh, that, again, uh, we write the rules of the road and we kind of isolate China. We haven't been able to do that, and that'll be a big part of what we're going to propose as part of this select committee. Hey, uh, Congressman, the part that seems almost impossible for me to understand how to get around is the uh, uh, just the, the so many American corporations are intrinsically uh, linked to China. I mean, we, we, we they have plants there. They, they trade. Uh, and so around all of the bad stuff that you just perfectly described that we should be very, very concerned about, we also have to preserve that. That's a tricky proposition. Well, Greg, so, so you are exactly right. There are many that want to go to a Cold War mentality with China. But let's, to your point, this is, China is, today is not what Russia was 40 years ago. We didn't have the economic relationship with Russia. We are intertwined at every level, manufacturing, technology, uh, you know, financial services with China. They have a middle class of 500 million. We sell a lot of corn and soybeans to them. Uh, Caterpillar, for instance, has 29 manufacturing plants in China. So it's a little different. So there's been a lot of talk about decoupling. We get companies to decouple. So they stay in Asia, but maybe they go to Vietnam, they go to Singapore, they go to Thailand, they go to one of our allies there. But that is very difficult to do unless you help, uh, you know, give them some incentive and work with those countries to do that. So... It's a tricky situation um, when, when we are intertwined, and, and that'll be part of what we have to deal with. But the bottom line is you're dealing with a authoritarian regime uh, in the Communist Party. And, and again, that's why we've got to get with our, our, our allies in the world that, again, are democracies and enforce China. The last point that I would make, Greg, when China was brought into the World Trade Organization 20 years ago in 2001, the argument was bring China in. They're going to democratize. They're going to westernize. They're going to become more like us. That didn't happen. Yeah. And so there's a lot of talk about how we reform that. You know, and one last thing I, I think, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of his, but he did take the right stance on certain things, and that was Donald Trump. Make America great again. We need our manufacturing strong. We need to make products here that are part of our national security be it, uh, you know, computer chips or whatever, uh, reinvesting at home also is part of this approach towards China, isn't it? Dan, it, yes, it is. And we saw that during COVID when almost 95% of everything we needed, PPE, reagents for testing, pharmaceutical drugs, they were all manufactured in China. So we started bringing some of that back now. Uh, we've incentivized that through a couple pieces of legislation we've passed on tax credits 
But you're exactly right. This is a national security issue and bringing that back. And, and then it, as it relates to technology, as it relates to AI, as it relates to computer chips, those things are starting to happen, but not quick enough. What about the balloon? I'm sorry. I didn't get to the balloon. Yes, it's very concerning. This morning, Speaker McCarthy asked for a briefing uh, with the Gang of Eight, that's the top eight leaders, to get specific information. I am concerned, Greg, because of the assets we have in Montana and mm-hmm. that part of our country related to some of our, it's been publicly reported, our nuclear arsenal, the air base there. Listen, I, I don't, again, I don't trust the Chinese in this because I've seen their uh, malign activities elsewhere. Uh, and so it's concerning to me, but we need to get the facts and evidence. All right, one last thing, and then we're, we know you got a meeting to go to, and we got to take a break. Uh, you're exploring, I don't think you've actually done it yet, but exploring legislation uh, to uh, provide stronger penalties if you have documents in your garage. Well, yeah, all, all of this um, information that's come up on classified documents, obviously it's inexcusable from my point of view. I don't care who does it. But when you look at the current statute, Greg and Dan, it just relates to criminal. So it, it turns on intent and knowledge. What we're doing, I'm partnering with Mike Quigley, a Democrat on the Intelligence Committee. We want to add to the statute. So if it's, if, if it's just sloppiness or negligence or it was an accident, um, you can be fined up to $5 million. Right now under the statute, you can't do that. Secondly, we take away your security clearance and we prohibit you from looking at classified documents into the future. We need to have that in there so we deter this type of activity. So we've introduced this, got bipartisan support. And so it's not an either or. Obviously, we've got to get to the bottom of what happened with, the, with Biden in his, at his place in Delaware and his office and the other two instances. But we cannot continue to have this happen. And so putting further penalties in there, we think, makes, makes sense. Has that been introduced yet or is that still in the process? Um, so we, we, we have the language. Uh, we'll have it introduced by next week. All right, sir. It's good to talk to you. Uh, sometime we'll, we'd like to see you in the studio when you get back to town. I know you had a, a nice evening last night at Eureka College. Give us a 30-second uh, recap of that, and then we'll go. Well, uh, we, we celebrated Ronald Reagan's birthday. It's coming up on February 6th at Eureka College last night. Uh, President Wright's doing a remarkable job over there. We honored the students that are Ronald Reagan fellows uh, and so it was a great night to, to honor them, but honor, also to honor uh, Ronald Reagan's legacy and, uh, and uh, raise awareness for Eureka College. So I enjoyed doing it. All right. Stay on that uh, China uh, thing and keep us posted as it goes, will you? Okay. I sure will, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye.